0: The reason these disturbances they followed you to a new home is because it's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. So, 1100 men went in the war,
1: 316 men came out of the sharks, took the rest June the 29th, 1945. Anyway,
0: we delivered the bomb.
1: Any circumstances say I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Uh, I have come here to
2: chew bubblegum
1: and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh. My name is Robert Hawkins. And possibly seven hours ago, uh, something attacked the city.
3: Um found this. If you're watching this, then you know more about it than I do.
4: California, stay away from me. Stay away from me. I'll come in here. John Doe has the upper hand. And on that day, Ahab will go to his grave, but he'll rise again within the hour. He will rise and beckon that all,
0: all save one, shall follow. Daryl will laugh at you. Daryl will laugh at you. Daryl will laugh. At you.
4: Daryl Hello. Welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of our film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the US of A, and with me in the state of Michigan.
1: This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm well. Excellent.
4: And in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? <laughs> Well played, sir. Well played. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going, sir?
3: I am doing okay.
4: Indeed. So, uh, for folks who are new to the podcast, who are we? We are part of the Dark Discussions News Network. Our podcast here is Dark Discussions Podcast, and the network you can be found at www.darkdiscussions.com. It's a website that has many things, including multiple podcasts, including this one here. But also, uh, uh, I don't know, about 10 to 15 other ones. Um, and uh, a lot of them are active, come out pretty much uh, weekly and monthly. Uh, so you can find all sorts of stuff, uh, mostly genre-related. Uh, also, you can email us at darkdiscussions at aol.com. Or you can go to www.darkdiscussions.com and press the Contact Us link on the menu, and that will open up an email box as well. Whichever way you email us, uh, put in the subject, uh, Dark Discussions Podcast, or... Whatever movie you want to talk about, anything, uh, so we know that it's for the Dark Discussions Podcast. Uh, you could even write DDP, uh, which stands for Dark Discussions Podcast, and then write your subject after that, and then we'll know it's specifically for this podcast here, and we will read your email on the podcast. Today is February 9th, 2023. Uh, we're giving that date out because sometimes these episodes aren't released immediately, though this one will probably be released pretty quick. Uh, but some of our listeners like Pam are always curious when we do record these episodes. Uh, so yes, um, that is uh, the date February 9th, 2023. Now, uh, Eric, what else can people find at www.darkdiscussions.com?
1: Porn. No, just kidding. Um, They they can find links to our Patreon account, which is how you can pay us for doing this. Uh, Producing the show is not free. Uh, we have to pay for things like web server hosting, domain names, movie rentals, computer equipment, and so on and so forth. So if you'd like to offset the cost of producing this show, as you can help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions, or you can follow the Patreon link on any page of dark dot And, all you know, contributions are greatly appreciated.
3: And that just Absolutely. tells you there's not porn here because... We wouldn't need donations. Click,
1: click. <laughs> yeah, right, but but click on the big P on on every page. And maybe it's porn. Maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe. Yep.
4: Yeah, um. So. Um, We'll, uh, we got a, some uh, interesting stuff, stuff that, uh, Mike, uh, just, uh, texted me, uh, co host Mike right here, and we'll talk about that when we get into our topic tonight. Uh, we'll discuss all sorts of things. Uh, I got a thing from uh, a couple of podcasters, uh, Scott Crawford and Heather, uh, Powell as well, um, that, uh, will be related to our episode tonight and things like that. But, uh, we, if we do have time after the episode, uh, or I should say our topic, uh, we will uh, discuss what we've been watching and things of that nature, um, if we have time, uh, including news maybe too. Uh, so, uh, pretty much, I think that's all the house cleaning we got. So, I guess we can get into our topic tonight. So, uh, Eric, uh, what are we going to discuss tonight?
1: Tonight, we're going to be talking about a film currently streaming on the Shudder streaming service. Called Kinemarink
0: in this house. In this house.
4: That's right. Uh, uh which actually has an urban dictionary name that uh, co-host Mike will mention later as we get into the episode. Uh, but it is a new film. Uh, it just came out. You, did not uh, you didn't what? read the definition, did you? I, 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 I have not because uh, I was talking, but we'll, we'll talk all about that. After. Another
1: thing that would have been perfect to do before we started recording.
4: Yes, yes. Well, Mike, Mike uh, brought it up.
2: As I just required. found it. I didn't think he would announce that we were going <laughs> to review it before he'd actually seen what it was and decided that it's not appropriate to read out, out loud. Well, not as appropriate. As oh, yeah.
1: No, no, it's not. It's not. Well, wow. OK. All
4: oh, right. I guess we won't read it. Uh, I'll have to see, too, if it's something <laughs> to do with ethnicity or something or religion. I, I guess. Nope. We Wait, nope. why did
3: I get to see this? I didn't get a copy. I posted the link. Yes. It's
4: in the chat. It's in the chat for the, the Skype call. But uh let, let's get into uh, what we're talking about here. So Skin and Marink, it's a Canadian film. Uh, it's directed by first-time director Kyle Edward Ball. Uh, and he also wrote the film as well, uh based off a, a story by him called Heck. Um He is, uh, I guess, a well-known YouTuber. And he um does many shorts, short films through YouTube. I guess you can call them shorts. Um, and, uh, then he, uh, made a full length motion picture, which is called a, an experimental horror film is, uh, what, what we have on, um, I guess, websites. Uh, that's what they're calling it. Uh, the film, it doesn't matter who stars in it because I don't, I don't, well, well, it's, you'll figure that out when we start talking about the film. Uh, it's distributed by IFC Midnight. And, of course, Shudder, as well as Bayview Entertainment. Uh, it did the Festival Circuits uh, Fantasia uh, Film Festival last year, but uh, it came out everywhere in North America on January 13, 2023 to everybody. Running time of 100 minutes. Uh, it's technically an English-language film. Once again, Canadian, English-language. Budget is only $15,000. Uh, and it actually did have a box office run for a bit, which I missed, but I know uh I think Mike you said you you saw you didn't see it, but you, you knew it was at theaters. Uh and it actually got a uh, two million dollar gross. So it's a, a huge uh profit for a fifteen uh thousand dollar film. Uh the critics and reviews and such, uh right now uh, it's at seventy one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh that's a big drop from literally like five days ago when it was 89% or something. So as more uh, mainstream reviewers have seen it, it has, has dropped to 71%. While the audience score is 43%, uh, which um, shows you that uh, the experimental tagline uh, as horror, it may, may uh, be the reason why maybe critics thought it was a little better than uh, regular audience viewers um so that's pretty much all i got uh so yeah that's uh what it is we'll, we'll talk about imdb wiki and then other uh, film reviews and such after um so uh i guess we can get into how we heard about this film and what we thought about it so uh, let's start with you uh eric
1: um i don't know how i initially heard about this it was kind of floating around social media um i got a message from phil uh letting me know that this is what we're going to be covering this week um going forward i'm going to call this film skin dick because getting (laughs) circumcised would be more entertaining than watching this movie (laughs) um basically it's staring at walls for two hours uh they're not even freshly painted so like watching paint dry would actually be more entertaining than this movie um I, I don't understand how somebody thought this could be a, f- a feature length film. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, uh, $15,000 more power to the guy that made this. Cause that's not a lot of money to make a movie. And I'm sure that he's quite happy with how it's performed financially. Um, but I, I did not find a single moment of enjoyment in this movie. Um, it was a complete waste of my time. And Mike is a bad person for making us watch this movie. And I'm going to burn his house down.
2: Mike tried talking people out of watching this film. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Very well. Uh, I'll go next. Um, yeah. So I heard about this film uh, from Mike. Uh, Cause I, I had never heard of this film prior. I I'm um, usually slower on uh, noting, noting films are coming out or appear uh than uh my other co-host uh just because of uh we all have busy, busy lives but for whatever reason i just miss these things um and uh so mike uh, suggested it as a possible topic but he did say he heard um, various things about it that may or may not uh in other words it, it was polarizing is what he said so he did. Even though he recommended it, he he did mention that it was polarizing. So, uh, you know, as as me and Barrett, we're always willing to go in blind. uh, So I don't think I'm speaking out of line for Barrett. So um, I started watching it on, I think, the next day. So Friday of last week, which would have been um, the third. Uh, So prior to work, I put it in uh, or shuttered it uh, for about 30 minutes and um, I almost after that, after watching the first 30 minutes, was going to email or text everybody and say, yeah, we got to change the film. This, this, is, this is just terrible. Um, so I feel Eric's pain. Uh, I thought this was an awful film. Um, I remember uh, big, I'm a big fan of um, something weird videos. And uh, there was this uh, filmmaker back in the 60s that did uh, exploitation films. Her name was Doris Wishman. And uh, they always wrote in reviews about her films, how she would focus like on an ashtray or, or the fireplace or something when people are in a room and, and talking rather than the people. And I, I never thought that was an issue for her films because uh, her films were actually pretty interesting and entertaining. And um, I felt they worked, those type of shots for her films uh here um that this the whole film is like that um you have shots of like them just focusing on a uh, a plug in the wall or the top of a lamp or a corner of a door or um a person's foot or whatever <laughs> it, it was it's just weird um it was in a static too so it's not a moving camera mm-hmm. um and and uh, it it is a low budget film, so I, I, I Eric offline said he won't piss on it for for that. But I, I thought it was weird that they didn't redub some of the the handful of dialogue because there's barely any dialogue. But it is English, and you, they could have probably just redubbed the dialogue, and so it could be understood rather than actually having to subtitle English words for English speaking people. So. There's a lot of flaws with it. Um, I, I may have to say, and, and I hate some films that we've reviewed, but I, I think this may be the worst film. I, in my opinion, I've ever reviewed, uh, podcasting period. Uh, it's just terrible. I would not recommend it at all. Uh, that's my opinion. So uh, let's go for you, Bert. Um,
3: I think the experiment was to see if anyone would pay for this. Um, <laughs> I have never been so bored in my life. Uh, I was not scared. Maybe it's because I'm too far from being a kid. Um, This guy's a lot closer to that age um, of a four-year-old. So maybe to him, he can still remember in his mind what it was like to be four and scared in a house alone. I don't remember that. And none of this was scary to me. Even the jump scare did not make me jump or feel scared. Um, it just was, like everyone said, focusing on a specific spot for a really long time, and then the door will move a minuscule amount, and that's supposed to be creepy. Um, it, it, it didn't work for me. Um, I won't say it's the worst film I've ever reviewed. It's just not – there's there's nothing there. There's, there's dialogue for maybe 10 minutes of the whole movie, 20 minutes of the whole movie, and it's a two-hour movie if this could have been a short and then I think it would have been more effective, but as a two hour movie, you're expecting people to just sit there and listen to four year olds talk and supposedly scary stuff going on. And it just, it didn't work for me. I'm done. Sorry.
4: All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go for you, Mike.
2: Yeah. Uh, first of all, I, the film is, uh, uh, what do you call it? It is uh, set in the past, set in 1995, and uh, this really did take me back to those days when we would just sit around in darkened rooms, sitting on the ceiling, speaking in barely audible whispers, and staring at walls. Uh, <laughs> feel very, very nostalgic for those old days. Um, look, this is a, uh experimental film. Experiments sometimes work, often do not. Uh, there are a lot of people who are not liking this film, but loving this film and a whole lot of people also going what the fuck uh, I think I can safely say I am probably in the latter category um, now let me just say up front that I was slightly impaired while I was watching this and that I had oh, uh, so lucky. some long time listeners may know I had my, uh, I occasionally get these uh, eye injections and I got one on Tuesday
3: I uh, might have made it better,
2: better. <laughs> yeah huh. No, it made it worse, see because see what we were supposed to do is do an interview with uh John Hyams and uh he direct the director of uh black Sunday uh, like black, uh, black summer and um sick, and he had to cancel for the last minute and reschedule, so I had an evening free with nothing to do and fucked up vision, so I had to so I decided to watch Skinner Marine because I wasn't sure if I could do it on Wednesday, and often it takes a couple of days for my vision to clear up. So why not do it now? I could fire an eye patch over the eye that got stabbed, but they use the, uh, the drops to dilate your pupils. And they did it with my other eye, my good eye as well, because they have to look in there to see if there's anything wrong. So my eyes were really sensitive. And so there were scenes where like they were focusing on the TV screen and like the bright light mm, coming yeah. out is really bright to me really literally made it painful to watch at times. <laughs> and so people may say, well, how could you give this film a fair shot? It's because I, I did not know what was going on to, for the most part. And I know me well enough to know what kind of films I like and what kind of films I don't. And I can tell you if I was, you know, perfectly uh, clear, I, I, I still would have really disliked this film. I am going to say that, I'm like Eric, I'm, there's, I'm not going to piss on it from a great height because it is a $15,000 film. He's trying something. The, the, the director is not responsible for overhype, um, and it has clearly worked for some people. Uh, that said, the whole point, and the, all the defenders said, well, you have to put yourself in the position of a four-year-old child and to me, it's not my responsibility to do that. That's the director's responsibility to do that. And kind of to make it clear, that's what you should be doing. And more importantly, um, I if, if, if I did, because I went in knowing that, that is not at all where my mind space went as a thinking of a four-year-old child of staring at a wall for no particular. I mean, unless maybe you're a child on the spectrum you're not going to be sitting there and just staring at the wall for no particular reason for an indeterminate amount of time. Um, I had thrown it out there because I'd seen a lot of discussion about it. All the reviews I heard, I couldn't tell if it was an experimental film I would like or not because they didn't give a lot of details. So I just threw it out when we were looking for something to do along with a bunch of others. But I was told, no, no, we want to do something from this year, even though it's only a month into the year and there weren't a lot of films to choose from. I said, maybe if somebody's seen it, maybe Eric has seen it so he can give us a heads up. Maybe we should wait for someone to watch it so we know if it's worth watching. But nope, we've we'll be caught because we're not afraid of going in cold.
1: <laughs> wait a the flight responsibility. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I will take my responsibility for throwing the name out there. But then I also was trying to find out if anybody had seen it and nobody had. Curse you, right, Michael I tried to steer us off course; it didn't
4: work. Anyhow,
0: all right. so that all
4: right. was that. All right, fair enough. Um, I did get a oh. review uh, that I saw online from uh, a couple of co- uh, podcasters that do the Friday Nightmares podcast. Uh, one is uh, Heather Powell, who's uh, Canadian, and uh, so from the same country as the, the filmmaker, and then Scott Crawford. Uh, is, uh, from, uh, uh, somewhere uh, in Michigan, doesn't he? Yeah, I believe he does. Yes. Or Minnesota. One of, somewhere up there near you though. Yeah. Um, so, um, I was, I decided to, uh, get a hold of them and ask if I could, uh, read their, re- their reviews that they posted on, on Facebook. And they said, absolutely. Uh, so I want to read them. And, uh, one of them is actually something that you said, Eric, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but this is what they say. Uh, Heather Powell says, this is Canadian this is why people don't take us seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Scott says, Scott Crawford, he says, it's like watching paint dry The movie. <laughs> Which Eric already said. But it's, it's worse than that, is what Eric said. Uh, and then Heather says, why are there so many shots of feet in this? And then Scott says, it's like someone dropped their phone while recording and called it art. So. <laughs> there we go. So, so that's just uh, some other reviews. A
1: phone would have better
4: quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, uh, I did see one of
3: the articles where they were interviewing the um, the director, and he was saying something about people that didn't like it and how they were being classist, and I thought that was Whatever.
1: Odd. Make a better dickweed.
3: Okay, well, in yeah. that case, yeah. fuck the guy.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, because if that's you're going to make something correct. experimental, you recognize it's not going to work for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but if you're going to turn around and say that we're classes for not, assuming that that is correct and that Barrett is giving a proper interpretation and that of what was in the article and that the article is being a fair representation of what he said, if that's the case. A, uh, a whole hearty hail fuck you to him if that is a yeah. deep attitude.
4: Well, I believe uh, it was you, Barrett, that read the article, so I believe you, Barrett, that he said that.
2: Well, it's also assuming the article is fairly representing like quoting him. Right, that,
4: that. that's true too, yeah. Yeah, it is the press. You, you can't trust them. That's true. Yep. Um, so... Um, uh, I have some things to talk about uh, when we get into it uh, with uh, what Barrett actually was the first to bring up about I think about a child's perspective or it was or you might Spoiler Mike. alert um, it's a wall but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about all that as we get into it um, so uh, Eric do we have a IMDB or wiki
1: wiki wiki it's dark no that's not the actual wiki uh, <laughs> Uh two children wake up in the middle of the night to discover their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their home
3: have vanished. Alright. By the way, Mike, by the so way Mike, that quote came from the article you put in the Core 4 um thread um that from Esquire magazine. It's near the end of the article. And it's actually right. a sure. quote I, from him. But yeah. I all I
2: right. I'm sure it's a quote, but again, quotes can
4: be taken out of context. Right. Um, it is by a squire, though they're, they're at least mainstream. You know, it's not just some random blogger. But well, I get it. But it is still. still any less yeah, it's still mainstream. Anyway. Man. I don't trust them either. But it, it, it's it's some sort of quote, whether it's in context or not. Moving on. Uh, moving on. Um, all right, so uh, what we do here on the Dark Discussions podcast, uh, basically, what we do is we review and critique and dissect so we we just did our quick review uh but what we do at this point is we talk about anything and everything related to the film uh but we have two sections the first section is where we talk about general stuff so maybe we'll talk about uh experimental horror or found footage or uh children in film or canadian filmmakers you know just general stuff that isn't spoilery and then At a certain point, we will throw out a spoiler alert, because at that point, uh, as folks who are new to the podcast or not, what we do is we critique and dissect, so try to uh, discuss everything and anything uh, that is related to the film, including spoilers and and plot points, because uh, we, you know, how it works for, like... Is it? Is there some sort of symbolism? Are they making a commentary on society or the world or Canada in this case because it's a Canadian film? I don't know. You know, so we'll get into maybe some of that stuff as well. Um, so that's what we do here on Dark Discussions. But we will throw up the spoiler alert. So if you folks do want to torture yourself and see this piece of shit, you can go do <laughs> so before we spoil it. So, um, all right. I don't think we can spoil it. Uh,
1: No. It's hard to spoil something where nothing happens.
4: Right. Right. All right. So uh, let's talk about some stuff. I'll I'll generally begin uh, because uh, there was some stuff that was brought up about a children's perspective. And I kind of said this offline to a few folks, including uh, Malcolm Johnson. Uh, He's one of our listeners and and podcast Facebook group contributors, which is the Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group. Um, And he, he hated this film. Um, But uh, I was talking about how I didn't feel this really represented a child's perspective because a child's perspective would have been more of a nightmarish world or or something. But this, the camera was static with no one's perspective and focusing on uh, electric outlets and lamps and things like that. So I don't, I could, I think that's more of an excuse by the critics or maybe even the filmmaker to try to say you don't understand the film. But that, no, it I doesn't make sense.
2: Wrong. I don't think that it, – you know, it's not a first-person camera kind of thing. You're not watching it through a child's eyes. So but speak, you, the although,
4: but not and it does perspective. I said I didn't say out of their said, eyes, but like a video game, you know, first person. I said their perspective is a little different. Right,
2: right. But the camera is almost always at a child's eye level. Right. Yeah. So that so that's where I don't think it's wrong. I mean, it's it is a story about a child. Is that everything in the child's home is sort of disappearing? Uh, but you have it's the the director that you have to put yourself in that mindset. Again, I don't think that's my job, and you, it's up to the first. It should be the director to cue you in on that's what you you ought to be doing. Uh, I saw someone say I didn't understand it at first, and I watched it again after viewing. You know, thinking about it as I would if I was a four year old, and it was terrifying. So I, I mean, that was the mindset I went in with, and and I was a four year old with a ouchy eye, but I was like, if I was a four year old, and like I, I mean, I would be fucking freaking out over this stuff. I wouldn't be. You know that this this idea, like you said, the static camera—that's not what a four-year-old does. Is staring at the shoes, right? Um, you you tried describing to me after watching the first thirty minutes of the movie, and I just thought, "Well, this is just Phil being Phil, blowing things out of proportion." And so, nope, no, it is absolutely horseshit. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it wasn't wow, exaggerated. horseshit, and, and it's well, experimental. You're trying something. I get that, but man, for well, two hours, this is not a two-hour film.
1: Exactly, and that's my biggest issue with the film is that anything, and, and again, let me reiterate, I was not entertained for a single second, but anything, even remotely interesting, that occurs in this minute, in this movie, happens in the last 30 minutes. So I don't understand why the rest of it exists, because it's, it's pointless, there's, there's nothing happening, there's nothing going on, there's nothing interesting. Why did you make me sit through that?
4: yeah and that's a f- absolutely fair point um eric um yeah because i i mean i've I've had my children uh see uh some scary films but not the ones that would it be inappropriate for them, however, I've let them see um trailers on YouTube that aren't r rated trailers not and really. And, and well, no, no, but it's like films I've already seen, you know, so it's, it doesn't matter at that point. So, you know, like J, uh, Friday the 13th part one or something like that, you know, from 1980 um, during the Halloween, you know, they want to see all that stuff. They want to see the Michael Jackson throw a video. They want to see, you know, uh, Michael Myers, uh, you know, the Halloween 1978 uh, and so on and so forth. So, so I show them all the the, the trailers and, they saw the Megan trailer, which is a film that just came out. Uh, we did a review on it and because that was being pushed big time on YouTube and they watch a lot of YouTube videos and, and my oldest daughter was scared to hell. And, you know, she, when she watches things that are scary, even if it's not even a scary film, just, you know, an action sequence that's scary. She'll, she'll go into the foyer and hide behind a wall and just peek in and stuff. And, and, this is where, where Mike is right, which is, you know, uh, a young child. Damn you don't um, have any
0: contacts sharing their
4: location. Damn, Siri. Um, uh, <laughs> my, my, my nine-year-old, she doesn't look at her shoes and she doesn't look at the wall plug and she doesn't you know, do any of those things. And if she is scared, she, like I said, she goes behind the wall or she goes under the bed or she says, starts screaming, shut it off, dad, shut it off or something like that. She doesn't do what four or five or six or seven or eight year olds or nine year olds do that. I guess they're trying to, some people are trying to say these children do. So it's, I, I don't understand what the point was with these static shots and people nowadays are saying this is art. While 10 years ago, when something weird video was released in Doris Wishman's films from 1968, the, all the reviews said it was kind of weird that she's doing these things. So in 10 years and this new filmmaker, it's, it's art while when Doris Wishman did it, it was um, poorly made B movie crap. it doesn't make any oh, sense. But
2: She was ahead of her time, Phil. Don't you see? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this, this, this is this is storytelling without storytelling
3: <laughs>
1: storytelling I, without a story
3: I was about 25 minutes into this film and I paused it to see how much longer it was going to be and I saw it was two hours and I just started cursing <laughs> I was like if this is what it's going to be like for two hours I might tear my eyes out and only- indeed it was
1: Making it through this movie without falling asleep was a monumental effort, and I got to give credit where it's due. The only reason I made it is because I was texting with Mister Watson, who had already seen the movie. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs>
0: what was his history?
1: I, I thought Phil had chosen this movie, uh, so I was texting him, going, "God damn it, I'm going to burn Phil's house down." Uh, hmm. <laughs> and he was he was he was consoling me. Having to sit through this movie, he was like, "Dude, just just don't fight there, just fall asleep." I was like, "But we're doing an episode on it." and He was like, oh dude, that sucks." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: And, and if Did you ask him, him if appreciate... he wanted a guest toast?
1: No, no. He already had to talk about it on one of his podcasts.
4: Right, and, and Watson is is more forgiving than than most folks for art house. Yes, like. yes. And and if he thinks it's crap, you know it's crap. You know, so it, it it was it was it was crap, and and that's the thing, Barrett. You said you went twenty five minutes. I did thirty minutes, and then I texted you that day at lunch and said, yeah, yeah, this is it's 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 I don't know what people are going to think, and the, and, I, and and I almost said we should just abort because the, the, and, and just do choose another film.
1: The because funniest thing is that Watson turned out his lights and turned on his television and took a 10 second video of the corner of his room and sent it to me and said, I made you a movie. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then I sent you a a plug, a picture of a plug and I go, this is (laughs) probably from the film. (laughs) But the thing is, is that I, I, the only reason I didn't pull the plug on it was because Barrett was consoling me by saying, well, you never know. I mean, it could be better. You know, I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, we still got two hours left or whatever. I, <laughs> I hadn't
3: watched any yet. Keep in mind.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm not throwing you under the bus, so. but, but Barrett made a point, which is the movie can't be like this for the next hour and twenty minutes, too. Where well, was well, I was wrong? was
1: he wrong?
4: But, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah,
3: I've never been so wrong in my life. Yeah. Yeah,
4: it, and and it's it interesting too because. When you press to play, it's kind of cool because it's it looks like the grindhouse throwback because it you know it's it's pretending it, it just yeah yeah but then I'm watching for like eight minutes and the first time someone speaks is eight minutes later and I was like so I said okay there's something this is this there's something weird about this film you know so yeah it is what it
2: yeah is. I I had this weird experience of the I couldn't believe. Like I'm, I, several times, I've paused it to see how far I was in the film. It I, I, it actually slowed
1: time down, didn't it?
2: it did. Well, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like it, it, it it's I couldn't believe how slow it was and how boring it was and tedious. I found it. And then I was like, "Oh my god!" It's been twenty minutes. I was like, it was just this weird dichotomy of of feeling like it took forever and yet not feeling as long as it actually was. And because nothing happens for 20 minutes and you're like,
3: like I was I sat and stared at a wall for 20 minutes. (laughs) It's worse. It's worse because I was looking for stuff that they were hiding from me. So I'm like pouring at the screen trying to see that one little door move or something there. But it was so grainy. You couldn't even tell that if there was something cool. Well, right. I
2: mean, and there were like some things that happen very slowly, and things like, oh, boop, the, the door disappears. Or, yeah, look, I actually think this is a pretty brilliant idea for a film, right? But uh, uh, no, no,
4: no, 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 I don't agree. But continue.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's a. I think it's a great concept. The idea of a kid in a house and things start disappearing. And, like his mother. Oh, and yeah, father, yeah, and that's that's. that's I a, that's cool a idea. great idea for a story, yep. and and I just. Well, like we said, I, I did not ever feel myself in the position of the kid. I don't think they ever did anything to put you in the kid's position. To me, you're, it's always sort of this weird, like because of the way that's filmed, it's always on the on the periphery and the sound. I again, this is where I, I, I have to apologize to Phil. You won't hear me say that often. No, uh, because I thought Go was just over-exaggerating the, the bullshit. With the, I don't understand why there's subtitles. Because I thought, well, probably maybe because it's a kid talking and you can't understand what the kid said. I've, you know, but I've, they could have re I've had it. to turn the subtitles on for like Cockneys versus Zombies or something. No, no, it was just sometimes there'll be a subtitle, sometimes there won't. And it won't right. be they're talking like this. Because sometimes they speak perfectly loud and normal and you can hear what they say, and yet there's a subtitle. And there's no subtitle whatsoever. I just couldn't. No
3: rhyme or reason. Yeah, there was no rhyme or reason to that. So, and I and now I do know from reading some stuff that the guy, his co-director, died um, during or after the thing had been filmed, and he had this. He had the sound stuff, and he had to get that sound stuff off that guy's computer. And he was saying, I'm not saying this is good. I'm just saying he had to get the sound off that guy's computer and he went with that sound. And I don't know. I think there's something there. No,
2: no, no. I get that. But what I don't get is because I also get like placing the sound at like places where it's barely audible. If you're trying to do this sort of point of view thing where you you, you don't necessarily hear what's being said, I I get that, you know. But why is it like, Phil, why is it sometimes there's subtitles and sometimes there's no subtitles? And I don't think you know, I, I'm really I mean, I'm sorry that his co-director died. Uh, that's that's uh, that is absolutely awful, especially since this movie now is whether I like it or not. You like it or not. It's it's been successful and he's going to get a chance to do something. And OK, great. And he doesn't get to share that success with somebody who helped him make it. That That's fucking tragic. And I feel horrible for that. But you can put fucking subtitles there.
3: <laughs> no, I agree. I'm just right. saying. I think that might have had something to do with why the sound maybe isn't as
4: right. Good or or just the there. Just yeah. do one or the other.
2: Right. Well,
4: right. and 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 if if he really wanted audible speaking, he he could have just had redubbed dubbed it. I mean, they do it all the time in all sorts of films. But
2: especially since nobody's on
3: the screen,
2: right?
4: Right. You, right. Can't, you can't see their voice. You yeah, can't right. even see
3: their mouths move to try right. and. Decipher it.
4: Right. And that's the reason why I didn't give the names of the people that star in it, because you don't see the people ever, really, their faces or anything. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's all in darkness. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I do have uh, a couple of things. The first thing is uh, from the Esquire magazine. Uh, Thank you for Barrett for pulling it. I'm going to read what the director said uh, and screenwriter. Uh, Ball is his last name. He goes, a lot of people don't like the movie. They've said stuff like, it's just doors. Just hallways, Paul says. I don't want to sound indignant, but there's a little bit of a classist element to that. Number two, what do you look at in your house when you do get creeped out at night? It's just other stuff in your house, like a door that's Ajar, or your cat meowing in the middle of the night. Or the classic thing with a pile of clothes, but maybe it looks like the ghost of an 18th century demon child when it's 2 a.m., That's what we lived through, and it can be pretty scary at night. I wanted to try to replicate that.
1: Well, that's not what
3: I got. I also saw something something about him saying he watched a friend play Silent Hill, and there were all these moments where it was really long and quiet, and nothing happened, and he wanted to replicate that, too. Yeah,
4: (laughs) but the difference between Silent Hill and this is Silent Hill – Is something happens eventually, and and, and even if it does not happen, the atmosphere is unbelievable in that, and because it has music and it has all the sound effects and stuff. And you're moving
3: a character that's actually doing stuff. Yeah,
4: so you see the character, (laughs) and and then you see things in the background like deserted buildings and stuff. So it's not even like Silent Hill at all. And also, those things of fear, fear is an F A I R. When he said that, you know, what, what do you look at at night? And you know, the the open door, or the cat, or the power close that looks scary or whatever. And that is true if you're a little kid, a four year old, six year old, eight year old, nine year old. Most likely that that could be scary to you. But that's not what we saw here at all. And if you're if you're not a four year old or an eight year old, those things aren't necessarily going to be scary. It, at all, I mean that's why films like The Cursed, when you saw weird things in the dark in that film, they have the music playing, or they have have um, shadows that are actually atmospheric or whatever. Here, it's just it isn't any of those things. It ain't the cat. It ain't the the power closed that looks like a demon. It ain't the 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 door that creaks and is open. It's just Stop. the wall bug. Yeah, it's it's like it's he said at. in his first comment, which is uh, people are just saying it's just doors or just hallways. And that's exactly what it is. It isn't the How scary the hell stuff.
2: How the fuck that's classes?
4: That's right. what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. Is but, it lower class people? He's pissing on upper class people. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure. Are there, this, well, this is where I want to go next. And, and this ki- this guy here, he's a, he's a class act himself, and he's classist cla- classless because, like you said, I'm going to read the Urban Dictionary for this, Skinner Merink, because it, it has nothing to do with the film, and it's just a perverted urban thing that they say up in Canada. And and, and for him to say that shit about viewers… I, I don't know think- how much
1: faith I'd put in the Urban Dictionary, Phil.
4: Oh, you know, if you, if you keep on searching around, it, it pops up everywhere, so… I'm assuming it's, it's, it's fair, and, and it is Canadian-related, too, because of hockey. But this is what it says, Skinner-Marink, uh, the act of – oh, and uh, if you don't want to hear it, just fast-forward 15 seconds. Maybe
2: Maybe find some child noises to make. The, the,
4: act, the act of forcefully placing a, banana, a peeled banana into a prostitute's vagina while at the same time shoving its peel into her anus. This act usually occurs at a hockey game, and then Why? the sentence used in says, "Dude, last night me and my girl were at the hockey game, and afterwards I gave her the old rink. Well, I so, gotta
2: ask: Is this like a thing, like Canadians do? Like, like we have like peanuts and cracker jacks at baseball games? Is it? Well, have- I, I, heard I somebody else
1: me. talking about this movie, food saying food that Skinnermaring is there's actually a rink song. On a children's yes. show in Canada.
4: Yes. Okay. Interesting. So, so maybe it's the I double. Don't theme theme. I don't know
1: yes. how I would I like. There are a lot of things I will crap on this movie for, but that urban dictionary definition is not one of them.
2: No, no, yeah, no, no. I that, I that, that was the fair. intention, but I just laughed at that's what popped up.
4: Yeah, there is. There is
2: way more interesting than this film.
4: There is a, a song, <laughs> and and it goes, uh, Skinnamarinky, stinky, dink, skinnamarinky, do, I love you, skinnamarinky. Dinky dink, skinner, rinky do I love you? So there is a song. There is a song. So he, he could have chose it for that too. But you could also say it's a double meaning. So who knows? Either way, uh, he, it has, he
2: said yeah. it was a placeholder title. I guess that that just ended up sticking. Um, okay. and and that happens. Like uh, Barbarian was another example of that. Yeah, so no, right. I don't doubt that. I don't think he was trying to be intentionally perverted. And what kind of a weirdo looks up definitions of films
4: on uh, on Urban Dictionary? Might. Uh, probably just
3: need to look him up because he lives in Canada. It's a Can- Canadian thing, right? That what right, it right.
4: It's probably a common thing up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to ask Sean when we we, we talk to him next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of, of the court. Have you ever done yet. a skin in uh, <laughs> like Very captivating.
2: Have been a hockey game and you know a uh, done the rink?
4: I'll have to ask m j. Preston too he'll know he'll know um so so either way, my point, the only reason I brought the urban dictionary thing up was because if he's going to call us class list, we, we can call him that too so f m like you said has anything to do with it right. doesn't. No. No, and, this has, yeah, that, that kind of makes no mess 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 sense to
2: class me class he could have
4: at well,
1: least well, had the courtesy to explain perfect. himself.
4: Right, or, or just simply said, like you said, Mike, which is, you know, it's a it's an experimental horror film. It's going to work for some folks. It's not going to work for others. If you know, if you don't like it, it's it just may not be your thing. But but I think it's it's pretty good, and, and a lot of folks like it. You know, and just be and just be, uh, you know, up up on it, and not be, and no pun intended for for classless, um, and, and not be a dink. <laughs> Instead, he's a dink. You know, it's like when Elizabeth Banks flipped out when everybody didn't see her. She said, all men suck because they didn't see my Charlie's angels. What the hell? And then it's like, uh, Elizabeth, no woman saw your film either. <laughs> so it's like, what are you talking about? you just, Or the you just rings say, of
3: power guys saying that, you know, you're evil if you don't like their stuff.
4: Right. Exactly. You just, you know, you, you just, you, you do what you do. What uh Mindy, uh, whatever her name is that uh, the new Velma show that everybody's ripping. She hasn't said anything negative. She just said, thank you for all the people who've watched my show. And that's it. Even though everybody knows
1: as a a creator, this is a lesson that takes some time to, to, to learn. And I've I've experienced it with, with podcasting. Um, when we first started, I was highly sensitive to any criticism, uh, that we received about the show. Um, and now Did if someone say whatever is. they want to me, I'll be like, okay, cool, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> 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 it takes a while. It takes a while to build up that thicker skin, and maybe because this is for his first feature effort, he's 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 lashing out a little bit. And I can I, I, I can understand it. That, if people you know on what, my no, movie, I wouldn't be happy about it either.
4: But you, you know what? I I I would concur with you, Eric. But he's had a long running YouTube channel. That does like 10 minute films. Well, yeah. Films.
1: YouTube is worse. Yeah. So he should and use he has,
4: to it. And that's my point is that he, yeah. he's been on social media enough to know how people. <laughs> YouTube thinks, comments
1: are way worse than movie reviews. Well, not only, yeah, but
4: exactly. let, let's
2: just say for a moment,
4: like that he complained. Like, if someone
2: complained that if you didn't like get out because you were racist. I wouldn't necessarily disagree, but I can at least draw the line.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Not liking Skinner because you're. I don't know, uneducated about film. Uh, okay, I disagree, but I, I I can at least understand how someone might think you're not sophisticated enough to understand it. But classist? Yeah, yeah, that,
4: that does sense. sense. No.
2: Yeah, yeah. It is a, it is a and it's and so um, again I can understand it being defensive. I understand him saying I well because you, you didn't understand it, you don't understand the art of filmmaking, or you didn't understand the message, or you lack the imagination. I right. would think all oh, bullshit, but I can at least understand Dandy. Right. I would yeah. say if you didn't get this. You didn't like this film because you don't like bananas. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> right, right. Uh. But you do like uh. prostitutes. Uh. Right. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't.
4: So yeah, you know. So he, he's he's it he could be like you said, Eric. He, he's just immature. Uh, even even people that are on YouTube that have had channels or for for years they they burned their bridges even you know three years later i'm seeing it right now with some some podcasters that i watch that they're all they're fighting each other and it's and and they i'm saying my god all he had to do or all she had to do was say this you know and and that's what other podcasts are saying they already all he had to do or all she had to do was say this you know and it's like so so sometimes you know you have to have that you're that type of person not everybody, because I know Eric, you have a YouTube channel, but but a lot of people that do have YouTube channels are what we call uh, narcissist type people. So, maybe well, you kind of have
1: to be a narcissist <laughs> yeah. uh, to to do YouTube, because uh, uh, like if you don't enjoy. It, like you've got to spend hours looking at yourself and, and editing yourself. And, and if you if you don't like what you're doing, of course, you're not going to do it. Um, but at the same time, like my channel is not successful. <laughs> I I don't have millions of people coming to view my YouTube videos uh, and people still leave comments every once in a while. But I'm just like, ooh, that was a little hmm that one a little bit but you know what i i I learned from my podcasting experience before i went to youtube uh that the worst thing you can do uh is feed the fire um i either don't comment at all or i say hey you know what that's okay uh if you don't like my channel here's a couple more i recommend um you know because not everybody's gonna like my stuff that's fine you don't have to but you know rather than leaving a shitty comment just go watch something different
4: I leave yeah. you nice comments, yeah. 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 so I guess
1: every, we're, we're the YouTubers leaving the shitty comment right
4: now. Yeah, yeah yes, okay. well, yes. I, I, I guess you could say that, but, but I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, we, 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 we review films.
1: I know I, I, it's not the exact same thing. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. Um, sitting here in our in our living rooms criticizing somebody else's hard work, of, of course, somebody's going to take that personally.
2: Actually, at yeah. this point, we're criticizing his criticism of the critics of his hard work.
1: Right. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 there's no film to talk about. So, yeah, yeah. I'll go back to shitting on this movie.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I'll also say reading what some of the defenders have said, they don't agree on what the movie's about. Right. And, I mean, we can agree that it's a child in a house, things in the house are disappearing. Or right. We all true. get that. True. Um,. That there's no disputing. And he's stuck other, there right?
1: for a very, very, very long time, and then he disappears.
2: And then he disappears, or like his sister's face disappears. Right. Uh, but
1: and his father reappears. Yes,
2: is this real? Is he dreaming? Is he in a coma from the, the being dropped down the stairs?
1: And apparently he uh, stabs himself in the idea. eye because the demon told him to do it.
4: Yeah. And, and it's, the oh, oh, yeah long, had, but they like, can't right, find right, right. him. Well, yeah, I, I have my... Belief of what actually happens, and I kind of alluded to you, Mike. And but, guess you know, what? We'll talk I about don't that. Care. I
2: don't <laughs> care what happens, <laughs> and that's fundamentally it. I don't. I really don't. I was not invested in this character who never really appears on screen. Okay. I never see people like you know. People like fucking faces. We like to yeah. see actual faces of people. That's how we get to to start to identify them as human beings, and not just wigs on a on a, sitting on top of a jacket. You know, it's just right. Um.
4: Right, that, that's why Plus, movies, he, he, my, that's why movies don't aren't first person like, like video, some video games, right? But actually, if there have are, some, most like of the the those Elijah are bad. But, of, yeah, true. There's Like the
2: Elijah Wood remake of, of Maniac, there was.
4: Uh, oh, that was actually pretty good. Uh,
2: Hardcore Henry. There are films that are like that, and you could yeah. do that. And, I haven't and, seen and, Hardcore you know, Henry, just, but
1: I've heard it's actually quite good.
2: It's 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 not bad. again, it's again the the format is a good example. of One of those things that it might not work for everybody. And there's nothing wrong with that um, right. because, you know, by doing it, you're basically doing it in a particular style. You're taking a risky choice, and that risky choice is not always going to work for everybody. Um, but God knows we played enough first-person shooter video games or first-person role-playing games or whatever that, that uh, we can identify with characters where you don't see their face, but we don't see anybody's. Right. And right. we're not even getting this from the point of view of the child. We're just right. getting it from the point of view of a of camera. camera.
3: it's an obvious camera too that's the problem it's not like it's not like you're just the person there it's just a camera sitting there because even you wouldn't be looking at the views that the camera's taking right right it's like the worst
2: filmed episode of paranormal activity ever
3: (laughs) yes yes yeah Yeah. Um, that's exactly the movie i was thinking of and i was like this is just it yeah, was trying
4: to rip off well and you know, or, and or make that's that the, experimental version of, of paranormal activity and and it it's terrible.
1: Well, and 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 that's kind of I think that's more interesting to talk about than the actual movie of Skinner is that it's it's really fascinating to, to to note the similarity between those two movies and how one was completely captivating and the other one bored us to tears. Right. Yep. Like, why is paranormal activity interesting?
4: and it was scary maybe it's because
1: too. mike said because of faces i i i, I guess. It's classic,
4: you know, it's well, well the era. characters were interesting it was scary as hell you know for for that type of film uh atmospheric um you knew you met the people you knew the people you you cared for the people
1: yeah yeah
4: you know
2: there was an actual story there
4: it was a right? story it was just yeah.
2: just 10 minutes of a wall and an outlet and shoes, and then when somebody says something, go read the Wikipedia entry on this film on the plot, and it sounds like shit happens. Yes, yes and then it you actually watch the shit happen, and it doesn't. Like, it, yeah, technically it does, but it doesn't at all happen the way you might envision it happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you if you read that Wikipedia entry, it's um. You're, there's a lot of you're having to kind of guess what's going on or what happened. It, it's there's there's a reason for conventional narratives. And look, if you really like this, oh, the, the, God bless you. There's there's people who like eating bull testicles too. Go ahead, <laughs> knock yourself out. Um I'm not saying you're wrong for it. I'm just saying I, I don't get it. And I've heard don't had make me do it. Yeah, it, and that explanation to me does not wash.
4: Right, yeah, and don't don't say I'm a bad person because I I don't like the film either. No, there's so could, many other reasons you could say I'm
2: a bad person. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, and
4: and that's the thing is first of all people have opinions and they they like what they like and they they dislike what they dislike and sometimes it, you, everybody can dislike it because it, it's crap and and you can also have that quote unquote artsy fartsy critics that will try to say that this is a masterpiece or whatever and they, and Whatnot, and they'll say whatever, but that doesn't mean anything because they, you know, we're we're just giving four opinions here, right? So you may think we're completely wrong, and we've had hate mail that says you guys are idiots, or and we've had love mail which is absolutely I agree at a hundred percent. So you know, and that's fair, and that's all we're doing. But, but there's sometimes you 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 just know something is not good and and mike made a point which is phil barrett you guys are you you two saying the stand miniseries was that bad that that or or the the lord of the rings amazon show is that bad it may be not good but it's not as bad as you're saying this here it I, I can't see anybody saying this is great or or this is a this is good. This is just terrible. I could see someone say, liking the stand or or the Lord of the Rings just because for whatever reason is something you know. This one there's nothing.
2: And fundamentally, I, I think is it scary because that's what I'm hearing people say
4: no. who
3: liked it that it scared them. And okay, I, I but
1: don't understand how that's possible.
3: He, I know. Going, I, it wasn't scary. I mean, even the jump scare didn't scare me.
4: The phone thing.
1: All the jump scare did was keep me awake.
4: That's unfortunate for you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but honestly, really, yeah, there, there's there. that's what Malcolm Johnson was telling me offline. He goes, he goes, the one jump scare, it didn't really make me scared. And. Why was this jump scare supposedly any better than any jump scare we saw in Insidious or The Conjuring or wherever? You know, you know what I'm saying. It, it's it, it was nothing remarkable.
3: And I'm not even a fan of jump scares. I like my scares to be better than that. There are some that are okay and some that are good, but generally, I like something more substantial than a jump scare.
2: Oh, well, you can look at the let's say the uh, what do you call it? the the uh, chest compression scene in The Thing. Great jump scare, mm-hmm. a hospital scene in Exorcist Three. Right, great jump scare. There are well done jump scares. There are.
4: So okay. I,
2: I I don't have a problem with jump. The Insidious films tend to be uh, something happens and we will simultaneously crash a piano off a cliff, and because that noise startles the fuck out of you, we're going to call that a jump scare.
1: Right. Right. Uh,
2: that, that's a completely different thing. Uh, you, you know, you ask why, like, with, like what higher activity worked. there was a story. We knew what was happening and what was going on. We, and, and there was a mystery to it, the way it was told. This had no coherence to it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And oh, but people who said, while well, they watched it like that. Well, look, I don't know when I was four years old, I didn't stare at a wall and find it scary. An open closet door? Sure, maybe. A pair of shoes? No, not, not so much.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're repeating the same half dozen things over and over again. Do we want to continue to do this yeah. or is it going to be done?
4: Uh, well, we what, gotta, what, we got to throw up the spoiler alert, and, and we'll talk about what we, think, what? W- well, what we think. Shoes! It, again, uh, it's shoes, and is what Barrett says. I don't really I, care what happened, but I let's have do it
1: again. say. It.
4: So we're throwing up the spoiler alert right now, and I'll at least give my opinion of what I think happened. Oh,
0: please, so,
4: tell me. All right, so here's the spoiler alert. The spoiler this should be fun. All right, so I'm thinking, basically the story is, is there's a daughter, a little girl, and a little boy that live alone with their father. And based off of some, they say it appears the mother has passed away from some sort of disease or an accident. We don't know. So the father one day just disappears. And again, we don't ever see these people. We see their hands, like, like the father's talking on the phone, and we just see the chair that he's sitting in, but we don't even see him. So what happens is he disappears, and the kids wake up in the middle of the night, and and they're confused. So my, what I'm thinking happens, and again, it still doesn't make sense, because even if I'm right, where's the body? So what I'm thinking is is the father croaked. He, he, you know, he could have had a heart attack or something. He just died. And so now the kids are all alone in this house, that, and they're too young to, to feed themselves or or do anything. So And for some reason, they don't know how to get out of the house. So they imagine in their mind that they're locked in the house and they're wondering where daddy is. So what happens is eventually they, they start going crazy because they don't have enough food or something. Who knows? And they think the mother's there. And then eventually the, the daughter dies. And it's just a boy left, and then he just dies because of uh, starvation or something. That's it. That's all he can think of. I don't see what other thing is that the father, the single parent, passed away, and the kids were left there alone. And so this is partly their hell, or the the like you said, a coma, or 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 between death and life.
1: And Phil, I'll say this: I think your your steadfast unbelief of supernatural events ever occurring. Um, may have right. led you to to even like this movie even less, <laughs> right? Right? Because cause watching this movie, I did take away that there's some some sort of demonic presence, um, yeah, that's, that's talking right. to the children. Yeah.
4: Okay. Okay. So you actually okay? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I, I I just assumed that they were going crazy. The father died, and and this is their them like like Jacob's ladder. Or something where where you're, we in the brain of the kid as he's dying, but you could be right. It could be an actual supernatural presence and a demon, but that still doesn't explain where the father is and just no, alternate no, no, life uh, alternate. It's, it's uh, still reality. not
1: very, it's, it's not explained at all. Right, um, right, right. But the fact that there is a voice that you can hear in the dark telling the children to do you stab
4: your eye out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I, this I,
3: movie is proof that there's an antichrist. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it, it also proves me, to be me that canadian suck
1: no, i didn't actually, need that, actually Bruce, i already knew so, that
4: yeah we already knew that but i, I did say that to have a uh paula i go that's the reason this is this film is the reason why my father's ancestors left canada <laughs> <laughs> and she thought that was hilarious but yeah it's uh, so yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Uh, it is a demon. Uh, so you, Barrett, and you, Eric, thinks that. What do you think, Mike? Do you think there's some sort of supernatural presence here, or or no? Actually, Barrett, you were the one that even said it could be a coma thing. So what, what do you what do you guys think? Besides what Eric said and what I said, so it's you, Mike, and you, Barrett.
2: Director, you I was just reading. A, like, found this on I think it's Slash Film.
4: Uh, this is a
2: quote from the director. A lot of people are trying to associate. Um, oh, that's a commenter. Sorry, I was reading the wrong quote. Here it is. There are many parts of the movie where, from the director where I have a set idea of what the monster is doing what's happening to a person and why. I'm not going to say what those are, but yes, there are some concrete things I have in mind. And there are other parts where I even I don't even know the answer.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's not good.
0: So... should
2: know um, the answer is
3: the director. Yeah. And the right is the
4: screenwriter, too.
2: I, I think... When intelligent people who watch the same thing can come away with wildly divergent ideas. I think that's a sign to me that the film is not focused in conveying its story properly. Like I'll go back to like Duke*, where you could come up with the idea that yes, there's a, a demon or an entity there or you can come up that it's talking all, about all, another movie. that sucks. And that's yeah. a perfectly valid <laughs> interpretation true. either way. And there's a lot of evidence for it. And here I don't because nothing is there's so little there to grab onto. There's so much open space for you as the audience to, to kind of fill in the blank that I don't think you could definitively say anything one way or another, and neither does the director. So you think that the, I did see one article was saying how well it's played differently. If you're a child, if you grew up in an abusive household. Okay. So maybe this is a story about child abuse, I guess. Um, All I got was that the child was sleepwalking and fell down the stairs and then they came home and they didn't have to get any stitches or anything. Uh, how that okay. came to child abuse, I, I don't, I mean, yes, obviously the child could have been hit or thrown down the stairs, but I saw nothing to imply that he was hit or run down the, or, 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 or anything like that abused. at Right. Any point. That,
4: I, that's, that's why I don't agree with that one. Uh, yeah. And I have people, a point about that quote too. Yeah, I, I dated someone that, that was, had, had, had issues that happened like that physical and stuff like that and mental abuse. And They believe me, they, they, they remember, they know that stuff. So if we're going to see that on film, we don't have to see any of the abuse, but you know, they could have had the father say, go to bed or or something, but they didn't have any of that. So there was nothing that showed us that the mother or the father were bad people because they weren't even defined themselves. So, okay. It's a a good idea. That is in a perspective of someone that was, uh, in a, a house of abuse, but I don't think they they say enough to even for anybody to even think that. I think that's well, just some making it up.
3: Here, here's a problem as a storyteller. It's okay to think it's cool that everybody's finding different meanings in your movie, but if even you don't know what your movie's about, there's a problem there. You should know what your story is about. <laughs> right. You want other people to enjoy it, and if you can't even enjoy it for what it is. Then how do you how do you expect other people to understand it?
4: Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, I know I mean, I, I've written short stories and stuff. You have to bear it. Um, so so, you know, we know that we have stories where we intentionally leave things unknown or unanswered um, or or whatever. So, you know, for example, if you, you're doing a story about outer space or the afterlife, you know, you you, you don't know. So right. You can't answer that, but you still know it's the afterlife and you still know it's outer space. So even if I don't know as the writer, or in this case, director and writer for this guy, that's that's fine enough. But you, you can still get a general idea that when you watch something or read something, that most people are going to come out with the exact same idea of what happened unless – there's some sort of twist at the end that is intentional to make you say, Oh, it could be this way or it could be that way. And here they, they, they didn't have any of that. So the only the
3: question I, can, I had was why I'm watching this. You can, you can make
2: an argument that there was really a supernatural entity there. You can make an argument that the kid's in a coma. You can make the argument that the kid is dead and is in hell or purgatory. You can come up with argument after argument or, or after argument. And there's, just enough, nothing there, right? That to, to support that because there's not anything to really contradict anything. And like I said, I just the, you know, why is it? Why is the kid wandering around the house for 500 and something days for no particular reason?
1: Right. Um, and how is and he still he, alive and, without food?
2: And I was just well, that's, that's that would be the argument. Well, he's either in a dream. Where time is meaningless well in which case why is it 500 something days you know you could argue that he's in a coma and these needs are being attended to by a medical staff you could actually argue felt better dead. when that
1: thing popped up on the screen saying 500 some odd days i was like oh god it's not just me <laughs>
3: <laughs> it felt that many days
4: yeah agreed <laughs> and we can't get those those minutes back never so, yeah, that's a f- all fair points, Mike. Um, uh, and, and, then,
2: and, and it's not that I need everything resolved. I don't. But I've often said that the director should have an idea what the film is doing. And right. some it, he claims he does. Of course, he's not going to put up and shut up by, by telling us what he was thinking. Uh, and sometimes yeah. people just aren't good at, at, at conveying what it is that they were the message they were trying to send. And we've certainly seen films like that, where they were trying to make this point and I don't think they made it well. And I don't know what point he was trying to make, if he was trying to make a point and I just didn't care enough. And, and Scott, God knows I've certainly bitched about films that could not pound in its point hard enough. I still hated the film. And and sometimes just because of that, because it just goes the other way. It takes a deft hand to do it very well. Um, You know, God, we certainly had somewhat different interpretations of the menu, Uh, you know, that how much it was, uh, was it talking about class? Was it talking about art? Was it, you know, but I said that this was things happening and in a way that you you, you don't really see most of it happening. Uh, And like so like when the, the when the demon tells the kid. To put a knife in its eye. I was like, well, did, he, did he stab himself in the eye? Because about, what is it, whether it's like a minute or 40, late minutes later, I don't know what it was. He calls 911, but I, it's but he didn't seem to be too upset about it. Uh,
1: it was like a moment of crying and then it cut away.
2: Yeah. Right. But you know what four-year-olds cry about? Anything. Yeah. He may have stabbed himself in the eye. He may not. He may have been crying because he was being told to stab himself in the eye. He may have been crying because he couldn't hear what the demon was saying like the rest of us, and he can't <laughs> read something. I, I, I didn't know what happened, I, 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 and I'm being asked to guess. Yes, did he, did he stab himself in the eye? And then he's calling 911, and he says, oh, I put something in my eye. Well, all right, thanks. Now that the, the moment of tension is gone, you paid it off. That didn't work. Not for me. And and really, please, if you are a listener to the Dark Discussions podcast, which of course you are because you're listening to this now, and you have a completely different take on this film, not to try to justify your like of it to me or to Phil or to Barrett or to Eric or to try to convince us why we're wrong, but just tell us what it is that you think we're missing, why you liked it, if you can... if you can come up with something beyond it, it had atmosphere and it was scary because that's so subjective, you know, that it's, it's we'll just agree to disagree on that. Um, but if these things made sense to you, then please let let me know. I I, I really want to know because I, I hate feeling like this when I watch a film. God knows there are a lot of films that we've argued here and I've got a certain type of film that I just can't stand. And this boy did this lean heavily into that.
4: Yeah, and this film ain't no Silent Hill video game. It ain't. <laughs> no, in no fucking way. So I don't know. No, is this film was
2: basically taking like all the worst parts of movies that like you like Phil that I hated, like Horsehead and uh oh, yeah, Sunchoke and, and 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 just like amped it up to a thousand. What uh, was the
4: second film you said? Horsehead and what was the second one? Sunchoke. Sun oh yeah, that was good too. Yeah, I know. I know what you say. Yeah, and braid was another one. Braid, but all of, all of those those I don't even films had part. had hot That's chicks. With three too. girls. They yeah yeah the one with three girls exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but um, but yeah like yeah. Face. Were they naked? Because right, then that would explain. Oh
3: it. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, now I understand. Yeah.
4: But but <laughs> but the thing is with those films, at least they had. You could you can see what was going on, and the cameras, the characters at least had whether you hated the film or not, and it's the type of film they are the art house horror or whatever um, they at least had characters that had backstories. This film is not art house art house horror, even though a lot of critics may try to judge it as that. This is truly the definition of experimental film Absolutely. And, and, yeah so so it it doesn't it, like Mike didn't like it because it's not his type of film, you know, monster films and and things like that. I didn't like it because it's I didn't not because a, it didn't have a, a story. Yeah, right, right, right. This is not a thriller or an art house horror film, and I like thrillers and art house horror films. This is neither of them, and and so me and Mike are looking at the film differently f- from different types of of personalities likes for films, and we both come to the same exact conclusion. So, that tells you so
2: yeah. So, so the point is that you should go decide for yourself why this film sucks, <laughs> because we can't even agree on that.
4: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, no, no. I think I think we pretty much all agree on on pretty much every aspect. It's just that certain things may piss us off more than everybody else. But when we bring them up, we can all go, yeah, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I don't like that either.
2: Well, and the thing is, I can understand elements of this working, and I I really can. I just can't understand two hours of it, it being based on only these elements. And right. I don't understand like, 20 minutes. If this was a 20 minute thing, wholly different uh, than
4: if this and was, yet, you got And yet know. Malcolm Johnson, and again, this may be his bias too, he, he went and watched a couple of this guy's YouTube videos to see what the heck after he watched this film. And he says that they're much shorter, but they're the exact same thing. And so, even in a short format, he didn't like it. But again, he may have already been biased because he was already pissed at, at the director for his first, right. you know, you know. But I, I, he has some sort of following on 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 YouTube. Uh, the younger crowd, Y generation or whatever it's called, thinks his stuff must be good or something. I, I don't know. But then again, when you look at the rod uh, and Y generation
2: oh. in the like forties, thirties, uh, and forties.
4: Okay, yeah, whatever generation. But but even even the, the twenty year olds or the eighteen year olds or the sixteen year olds uh, don't really I can't they don't really like the film that much either. At least not the majority. Because if you look if you take it, the, the critics, it's da- now down to seventy one percent. So let's forget the critics. If we look at the audience reviews and assuming it's not you know troll bombs, only forty seven percent like the film. So I'm amazed
2: it's that high because we've seen better films I am too rating yes because yeah. they were art house
4: films they were
2: elevated horror you know um yes. slow burn but, it,
4: but but you know what's funny is it's i don't know how rotten Tomatoes is doing this but it shows uh one and a half stars for rotten tomatoes for credit, I mean, reviewers too so that's the ones that didn't write the review but just did the stars so one and a half out of five, and then if we go to uh, let me go to uh, Skin Marink on IMDb and see what their score is. Uh, this one actually it's it's actually pretty good there. Well, it's not good, but but I mean it's medi- mediocre. It's five point one out of ten, which is surprising because I've seen some good films that IMDb has at like three out of ten stars. So I, I don't I don't I don't know. who who these people are, but, but again, that's still 50%, whether it's Rotten Tomatoes or, or IMDb, it's, it's around 50% liked it and 50% didn't like it.
3: Well, and again, I was looking for things that were maybe hidden in there, but there wasn't anything hidden in there. You know, it was like, it it was simplistic stuff, like a door creaking a little bit, you know, or weird voice in the background. It wasn't anything hidden And maybe that would have made it more interesting. I don't know. Um, But that's what I was looking for and just not finding.
4: (laughs) Right. I I remember, um, what was it? uh, The Lords of Salem. No matter what people think of that film. I know you liked it, Mark. I thought it was pretty good, too. My father actually liked liked it, too. too. Yeah, Yeah. and there was a scene where they're in the kitchen. She's in the kitchen um, doing something. And in in the, the corner, you can see one of the witches standing naked on top of the the um, counter but you barely can see her and, and it's like holy shit that's scared the fuck out of me but not everybody sees it only you know i saw it my father saw it but you know half the audience just you, you talk to people on facebook oh i missed that so that was pretty awesome here it didn't even have any of that type of stuff no what, yeah you know you know, or, or the Flash, the the, the Devil Flash, and, and the Exorcist dream sequence. Yeah, you, you know, some people missed it, and it's like, but it's fucking scary. Here, you, they didn't have any of that stuff.
3: Yeah, like one of us was like, oh, I saw this in it. I had to go back and watch just because I would maybe I missed something deeper. But no, there was nothing deeper. Right, right. You could not. Can we, we stop talking about this now? Again,
2: to see something deeper. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> You could not pay me enough to watch this movie again to find something deeper.
4: No, right. I agree. Well, I know Eric said he was buying the Blu-ray so he could get the directest commentary.
1: No, no, I did not say that.
4: <laughs> You're a liar. Yes, I'm a liar. I'm a liar. Yeah, and, and to be honest, it's like, what's the point of getting this on Blu-ray because it's, it's faux Grindhouse? I uh, can make it
3: myself. <laughs> okay. Just... Point my camera in different areas for hours.
4: Right, and then taint, and then taint the 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 screen blue. Right. Yeah. That's and it. make
1: sure you're rubbing your shirt over the mic whenever you say anything.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 That is true. That is true. And and and, and name it Dirty Sanchez <laughs> or some other urban
0: urban. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cleveland tea, or teabagging or something. <laughs> oh
1: shit! Jesus. Uh. Uh, Can gosh. we be done now?
4: Uh, well, let me uh, look down my list. Uh, I have nothing written here because we uh, actually talked an hour and a half
3: about this movie. Oh my god! Uh, so
4: Barrett, uh, any further things that
2: you you? That's on I want to point out. Hold on, yeah, we've talked an hour and a half about the movie. It's still not as long as the movie.
4: That's
0: true. True and sad. Oh (laughs) (laughs) Phil.
4: All right, well, um all right, so I think I think uh let me just ask Mike. Mike, uh any other items on your 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 list that you probably don't have for this film that we sometimes do for other films. But either way, do you have anything else that you wanted to bring up related to this film that you missed? If for some reason you are the director and for some
2: reason you are the director listening to this commentary track, and for some reason you feel that you're being, your comments have been mischaracterized, uh, then please reach out and, and, and let us know because I'm more than happy to apologize if that's the case and straighten the record out there. Uh, I suspect that that isn't the case, in that not that we, you've been mischaracterized, but that you're listening to this and have gotten this far. Uh, but uh, because I'm, look, I'm perfectly willing to to admit that a quote was taken out of context, even if it's a direct quote. Uh, so so, we, so that's fine. Um, it doesn't explain the movie though. <laughs> it doesn't explain the movie. Yeah, if you want to tell us those things that you know that that what they meant and you didn't want to tell anybody, but would like to tell us, though so you we either to, to to point us in the right direction or prove what, uh, kind of Neanderthals we are on capable of comprehending your genius. And then that's fine too. do that, please. Um, but, uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to fault somebody who's trying something different. It is an experimental film. Experiments sometimes work. Experiments often don't. To me, this was a don't, this is not a thing, you know, like when, um, don't do it in uh, your next Michalski's film. did Bullet Time, and everybody fucking copied Bullet Time. Well, I don't think anybody's going to be copying Skidemarine Time.
4: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, or Blair Witch, you know, that everybody copied that. But the right. thing is here, with this film here, is that there was it still made $2 million. So this guy got something right. But the thing makes makes me feel that the doomsday clock is true and we're near the apocalypse is for the fact that This film was able to get a theatrical release and make $2 million while we've seen so many great directors and writers and actresses and actors and films that no one has heard about and never will hear about except for us talking about them. And it's a damn shame that those films are, are kaput, basically, and out of memory, while this film here... Got to make two million dollars and get a theatrical release. So this is the apocalypse. Well, because to his this credit, is end of the world. <laughs> to his credit,
1: on,
2: it I... is different, and that—that's a thing. And you say two million dollars. You know what? You take two million dollars, split it in half with the theater. Oh my God, book.
1: Mike! Just let us end this.
2: It's not going <laughs> to. It's not going to make him that much.
4: Sure, fair enough. I yeah, would take
3: I... what he's going to make. Uh, Yeah, he
4: he could have made you know he could have just made his money back. Whoever bought uh, you know from IFC. I I just
1: want this to be over.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're giving this guy too much credit because again, you know, good good for him. He made a film. He made some money, but it really pisses me off that this guy could make a film and make money while uh, there's been a lot of great films and directors and so forth that have been screwed over. Well, I'm whoever
1: told you life was fair was a liar, Phil.
4: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Well played, Eric. Well played. All Thank right. You Barnum. Uh so uh I guess we can get into our final thoughts on the film. But before we do, we we have plenty of time to talk about what we've been watching and things of that nature. Um so um let's do that. So, uh, Eric, uh, do you have any interesting items, news, or, uh, things that you wanted to mention that folks who would listen to this type of podcast that would be, um, I guess, informed by you?
1: Sure. Um, I want to start by mentioning that I was, uh, recently asked to, uh, participate, uh, in the 200th episode of the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, um, f- to celebrate their 200th episode um they're actually doing a top 200 horror movies of all time uh which would be way too much for one episode so they're breaking it up into three i was on the first part where we did numbers 200 through 126 that's 75 movies i was on the mic for nearly six hours uh <laughs> so, nice um, where exactly did
2: uh rank
1: Uh, amazingly enough it was not on the list Um, so (laughs) uh, they are a Patreon podcast Um, however they are at this point offering a free 30 day trial if you want to do that you can go check out the episode 200 you can also check out their best of 2022 Um, those guys are a lot of fun Um, so I would go check that out I had a blast recording with them for episode that's Dave Z right? Uh, Dave Z and Christian Luciani yep Um, As far as what I've been watching, uh, I watched a movie we're probably going to talk about next week, so I'm not going to mention that. Um, I watched a movie called Alice Darling, which stars Anna Kendrick, whom I love. However, the movie's not very entertaining, so I don't recommend it. I was
3: thinking about about watching it. (laughs) She's from Maine. As a matter of fact, Maine
1: yeah so it's it's a very very uh drama-y thing um it's not even like the fun kind of thing she usually does with musical numbers and whatnot it's just she plays uh someone who has a very controlling boyfriend and is wrestling with that and that's the entire movie really so if that sounds like your thing check it out but i didn't find it very entertaining um then i revisited the dead zone uh Oh, and Susie last weekend. That was fun. That's a great movie. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> and then, uh, a movie that came up while we were doing the, uh, top 200 list. I was like, man, I haven't watched that in a while. So I also revisited the Bay, oh. which, uh, the more I revisit that movie, the more I think it might be the best found footage film.
4: Yeah. What, what, it's, uh, I the did. director, he's a pretty good director. What the hell is that? Barry he Levinson. He? Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it is, it is, in my opinion, probably the most plausible sound footage, um, and I love it, and it creeps me out every single time I watch it. So I highly recommend The Bay if you haven't seen that. Uh, so that's what I've been watching.
4: Right, right. Yeah, I, I was talking to Dave Z, and uh, he, he gave me the link for the patron, but I had no idea the episode's six hours long. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if I can I can do that. I'll i have to figure that out.
1: Well, no, you don't have to do it all at once.
4: Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. He didn't yeah, mention I, I you they were usually, on it. They usually We've done hours, so they're
1: usually not so. that long. They're usually more like three hours. Uh yeah, yeah. but I still usually uh, take multiple days to listen to them.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he and he didn't mention you were on it. I, what a dink. <laughs> no, no 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 offense i'm just kidding but but i'm surprised you didn't mention that oh yeah, yeah co-host Eric's on. right it's all good it's all good all right anything else eric uh that's it all right all right uh i'll go next uh because i'm pretty quick um uh i've been playing uh video games uh mostly uh so i've been playing the dark pictures anthology uh video games it's a series uh they have a season one and then there's season two is coming out um I guess uh, I'm not sure exactly when, but right now they, they have season one. And so it's four independent standalone video games that are pretty long, uh, maybe about 10 to 12 hours each. Um, and they're very similar to uh, the quarry, uh, which is another video game that Eric's familiar with and, uh, myself, uh, where it's more like you pick and choose what to do and, and answer questions and, and you move around a little bit and then you look at things. And then when bad things happen, you have to press buttons to uh, make sure that uh, you don't die and stuff. And I did so. see a test uh,
1: about that, Phil, but I can't remember. What's the name again?
4: Uh, the Doc Pictures Anthology. The Doc Pictures on.
1: Anthology. Okay.
4: Yeah, the Doc Pictures. Yeah. It's yeah, got so, four uh, A's in it. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And no R's. No R's. Um, and uh, I, so I played the Man of Medan, which is a, about a haunted boat, uh, about two years ago. And then uh, this, this year, uh, this January and February, I played Little Hope, which is about a town like Salem, which uh, in, in Salem town you know, in, in Massachusetts. And now I just started House of Ashes, which takes place in Iraq. And it's about Pazuzu from uh, the Exorcist, and so far it's looking like it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm so I'm excited about this. I played uh, a little bit before work today, and I'm going to uh, play more after this episode. Uh, and then the last one uh, of season one is the Devil in Me, um, and so I'll play that one next. But kinky, uh, yeah, yeah. So the fr- they're titled, they're all different scenarios. The first one is a paranormal horror. That's the Man in the Den. Uh, and then Little Hope is psychological and folk horror. And then The House of Ashes is sci-fi and action horror. And then the last one, which is the one I'll play next, The Devil in Me, is uh, a slasher film horror. So it's so probably similar to the Corey. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. And, and then I've been watching a TV show. Uh, I watched um, – I'm watching The Last of Us, which you can hear about uh, on a podcast. We'll, we'll mention what that is when we wrap up this episode. And then I watched the first episode of the Apple TV show called Dear Edward. Um, it's brand new. Um, unfortunately, you can't binge it yet because they're doing the, the weekly thing. Uh, but they do have like four episodes out already. Uh, it's based off a book. Um, and the first episode is it's basically this kid that survives an airplane crash. He's the only survivor. He's like you know, ten year old or something. And the whole f- first episode is about all these families that are affected by the crash. And Edward is the survivor, but as I was watching him, f- noticing, oh, this isn't just about Edward and his story. It's about all these people who you know said goodbye to their family at the airport, and then they all died in the plane crash. And now it's about the survivors that lost people as well not just edward so uh, it looks like it's gonna be an interesting show um so I, my wife has already watched the second episode and she says it's still good so uh, i'll probably continue with that uh when i have time and then i'm about to start uh uh barrett what's what's that show with uh taylor swift's sexy butt piece <laughs> what's it called peacemaker yeah, peacemaker, that one. So I'm gonna be watching that. I'm starting that um this weekend. Oh, sorry, God damn, Siri. Um I'm I'm gonna start watching that this weekend uh on HBO Max. Uh Siri's
1: usually hearing you talk about Taylor Swift's sexy butt, so she reacted.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So uh so yeah, so that'll be uh, exciting. Speaking of Taylor Swift, I got five new Taylor Swift shirts.
1: Nobody cares.
4: Yeah, fair enough. Uh so um yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's uh, what I've been doing. Um so Eric, you well you you wait to binge, in, but it may be worth checking out the Apple Plus. I know you have that. Uh the, you may like the dare Edward, I don't know. Well it's not but, like
2: there's uh, other shows on Apple Plus you could binge like Severance.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there there is. Um but but this one's actually uh, running right now. Uh but Blackbird I finished. That was a six part miniseries, and that mm-hmm. that was a really good one. So that that one everybody that's Fully out, so that's worth binging. But, uh, it, anyway, that's uh, what I got. So, uh, let's go with you, uh, Mike.
2: Yeah, I gotta guess, I don't remember the last time we did this, oh. uh, where we actually went over the what we we're watching. It's been a couple of uh, weeks, it has been. So, did I? So, I know my wife and I went to see, Shit. But uh, you... missing.
0: Oh, okay, okay. searching.
2: searching was the original, mm-hmm. yeah. and missing is the not quite a sequel. Uh, but a spiritual successor to it, uh, which I think we both liked a lot. We saw the film we're going to discuss next week, uh, which I liked a lot. Um, Let's see. Uh, I've been, we've been watching, I just started uh, watching, uh, finally got around to watching Sandman on Netflix. Uh, And I've been rereading the, the original graphic novel along with it. It basically covers the first uh, book, Prelude to Nocturnes, and uh, some things are changed, I imagine, partly for copyright reasons, uh, and some things just to update or flesh things out, but, yeah, like the, the fifth, I think it's the fifth episode in the diner, really, really tight, really well directed. Uh, David Thewlis, uh is a character actor, has been around for a while, has a uh, supporting role playing uh, the character of John D. I think he's very good in it, uh, but I just, I think it's, it's just I'm really enjoying it. I think it's one of the better adaptations I've seen, and this is a thing that fans have been waiting for for 30 years. What, so, what is this
4: uh, film again? Like,
2: it's a TV series called The Sandman on Netflix.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the Neil Gaiman thing, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm I'm very happy with it so far. Like, uh, we're about halfway through. I've uh, been watching Last of Us. Uh, with you and people can hear the, the last of us podcast, which I have a feeling we're going to get a plug for in uh, just a few minutes. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else significant. I've been watching, uh, the, the new season of the bad batch. If you're into the animated star Wars, I think it's really is good. If you're, if you are a star Wars fan and for some weird reason, have not watched any of the animated stuff. You really should. Um, the resistance is one really aimed at small children, but the others do a, such a good job of, of what they failed to do with the, the, the original prequel trilogy. Uh, so I, I do definitely recommend it. Um, and I think that's about it. Uh, as far as I can tell, as far as I can remember anyway.
4: All right. Sounds good. Uh, what do you got, Barrett?
3: Uh, let's see. So last week I went to see a movie called fear. Uh, it wasn't so great. Um, it kind of takes place in the, uh, during the pandemic and it's just, it's not great. Um, and then as we watched the peripheral on Amazon prime, which was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. It's based on William Gibson's novel of the same name. I have not read the novel, so I don't know how it compares to that, but the show was really enjoyable. Um, and cyberpunk, then we, right? Yeah. Cyberpunk. Um, and we've also started watching Severance, which I really, really like. I think it's a really well-done show. Excellent.
4: Any else? Nope, that's it. All right, sounds good. Uh, I did forget to ask you, Eric, um, did you have – Dan and his wife watched Skinker, Stinker Madu? With Stinker. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I think he would disown you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd heard enough comments about the movie that I was like, no way
4: am I going to make Dan and Susie sit through that? Fair
3: enough. You're a nice friend. Yeah.
4: I, I, do, I do like uh, uh, Eric texted me he, with a picture is uh, of uh, a figure poking at a screenshot of the movie saying, come on, do something. <laughs> that's <is> awesome. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, before we get into our final thoughts on our film tonight, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with, uh, the gentleman I just mentioned, Dan,
1: I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Ascancy podcast. That's spelled A S K A N C I T Y. You can find it wherever you get podcasts.
4: Excellent. And, um, uh, Mike, me, you, and Eric uh, do another side podcast. We're actually uh, recording uh, in about 10 days from now, or 11 days from now. What what, what is that? I still
2: don't remember the movie you said, so that's... um,
4: Oh, I'll I'll tell you at the end, yeah.
2: (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, Cinema à la Carte, where uh, you and Eric and I take turns choosing a film that is not dark discussions material, uh, all in an effort to review a movie that we have never actually reviewed Uh, and yet still refuse to review for this particular podcast, which is, of course, the Mission Impossible franchise. But uh, other than that, uh, we've reviewed a bunch of different films, uh, many of which seem to be Tom Cruise-centered. Think of that what you will. Uh, But films such as Collateral, um, Jack Reacher, uh, what else have we done? We've done Flash Gordon, we've done Twelve Monkeys, we've done uh, The Edge, and uh, uh, History of Violence, among others. So... Not all of them are dark. Uh, the, the lightest one certainly was probably uh, Inside Out, um, yep. the uh, the Pixar cartoon. Yep. So, uh, yeah, if that wasn't the lightest, then it would be probably Flash Gordon. But it's just, and that also gives you an insight into the taste of the individual hosts. So it's just something different, different-ish. And uh, we review that basically when we have some free time in our schedules, which has not happened as often as I think we thought we were going to be doing when we started doing this. Three years ago, or so.
4: Indeed, indeed. Uh, But but we're trying to uh, get it back on a more steady schedule uh, because you know, once a month recording is is pretty good, and get twelve a a year. And uh, so far, we've we've been on track, so it's been good. Um, All right, sounds good. And uh, Barrett, uh, myself, and you, along with a rotating group of co-hosts, do another podcast. And we we actually released a couple uh, episodes in the uh, three of them actually in the last months uh what, what is that podcast?
3: uh halloween boutique psychotronic reviews um we released avatar the way of water um oh actually four Spe- yeah spellbinder oh. um uh, i can't remember what the other two are uh, yeah you've released Theobos a
4: lot and the spore oh and spore
3: yeah, yeah right yeah. um so yeah we've had a lot come out the, they were all done last year but um we're going to be doing some more Except new for stuff Avatar, this year.
4: Avatar, that was brand new.
3: Yeah, yeah. Avatar is brand new. Um, the other three are from last year, but oh, we'll be doing actually, some new stuff this year. Um, so look forward to that.
4: Indeed, indeed. Yep, yep. So we got we got some good stuff coming up uh, on that podcast. We're we're going to be doing one in, in March as well, and we do have a few in the backlog that are going to be released as, as well. Um, Mike, you, me. Barrett and the Canadian ginger on the other side of the wall named Sean, uh, do another podcast?
2: Alright, it's the Skimmering Podcast where we talk about weird sexual fruits you can stick in... Oh, no, wait, that's, that's not...
3: That Canadian um, stick-in. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, weird Canadian sexual practices. Uh, no, we review uh, we um, The Last of Us uh, based on the HBO TV series, which is based on the PlayStation video game uh, which is based on the cordyceps fungus and zombie films and zombie apocalypse. Psy whatever the plural of that is. Uh, so anyway, yeah, there's, we've done the first four episodes and, uh, we're enjoying it. Uh, I, I do. I'm not going to lie. I think I've seen better shows, but I think this is a good one. Uh, we'll see how it ends up. Uh, we're doing well. We're in the top 10 of Last of Us podcasts. So somehow we made it made, made it through our review of the third one.
4: We'll see how we do that in the is. future. And that is true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. So uh one other thing. Um I did look this up while while you, you were uh, talking about The Rise of the Corpseps infected, fact Mike uh skin of rink, The song is spelled differently. It has two N's. Uh, so S K I N N A, while the urban uh, slang is spelled just like the movie, so it can it kind of makes sense that him trying to say oh it's really just a a song from the, our childhood, you know he he purposely left out that extra N. So you never you know I'm thinking it's
2: uh I've it I, I seen the name of the song as a couple like that's like skin, of, skin Get a Maru or sorry, There's a couple of other names. I don't know. I, I don't know that I would read too much into it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to know. I think you should just sit back, relax, and eat a banana.
4: There you go. So they're healthy for you. Potassium. Um, Alright, so uh, I guess we have our final thoughts on this film here called Skinamarink. Uh So, uh, Eric, uh, why don't you start?
1: Well, I think I've been pretty clear about my thoughts on this movie, so I'll just sum it up by saying... <laughs>
4: All right. Very good. Um, yeah, uh, for me, um, you know, I, I sometimes feel guilty for, for some reason when, when I trash a film and I, I kind of do even for this one, but it, it really is just a bad film. And again, it, it pisses me off too. Like, uh, Eric and Eric put me in my place by saying, "Phil, life isn't fair sometimes. And because of that, this makes me hate this film even more. Uh, <laughs> because he's right and and it is unfair that this film got notice compared to other better films like um come back to me and and you know we can name dozens of them that we've seen that are uh, lovely molly you know, on and on that you know no one remembers and and whatnot so um 61st yeah yeah that was a better film um but yeah this this film i i would not recommend uh, again, it may have its fans. It may have people that like it and really like it because they really think it's a good film, not because it's um, – they're just trying to be artsy-fartsy um, or class-cis rather than class-less. Um, so But but yeah, I, I would not recommend this film. I think it was complete garbage. Uh, let's go if you, Barrett. Um,
3: I think everyone should see this film. Let us know <laughs> if it's as bad as we said it is.
4: All right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and we should also rewatch the the the, the stand. Oh. <laughs> one one last
3: note: I am not um, as nice as Phil. I I don't mind reaming a movie that I
4: completely hate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that is true. That is fair. Yeah, Th- and thank God for that, Barrett. Thank God for that. <laughs> um, let's go to you,
2: Mike. Yeah, um, like I said, I'm going to hate on this so much because it is a fifteen thousand dollar film. It takes a lot of uh, work and effort to try something different and get noticed for it. And assuming, uh, I'm giving the director the benefit of the doubt that he is not the giant douchebag that that quote made him out to be, um, you know, I, I'm glad for his success. I never root for a film to fail. I'm always glad when there's something I see that I don't like that somebody else has found a way to enjoy because that is right what makes the world go around. Everybody has their own taste, everyone's taste is valid unless it's Phil's. So, um, (laughs) fine, if you like it, great, but I know my taste, and this is just definitely not it. It is going to appeal to a very, very select group of people uh, who may or may not be getting put in camps when I take over. But, um, yeah, I, I just found nothing in it to enjoy. I found nothing in it to like, from performance to sound to cinematography. The only thing I really did like was the concept and that just is frustrating because it feels like they just killed a good story idea with a terrible execution or at least for me so eh, whatever I'm going to try very hard to never think about it again I do think Eric has missed an, missed an opportunity by not watching this with Dan because I think this might have been a good movie to do as a party game drink every time you see a light socket <laughs>
3: How about drink every time there's no sound?
1: Well, Dan's recovering. Time, you think
2: you a heard somebody idea. say something, but couldn't be too sure. Cause there were no subtitles.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Dan, uh, um, yeah, probably doesn't want to see this film. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dan's a good man. Um, all right. So this film here, once again, was uh, directed by Kyle Edward ball screenplay by Kyle Edward ball based off his story, Heck, by Kyle Edward Ball. Kyle Edward Ball has a YouTube channel. Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't have the name of it at the moment, uh, but I'm sure you can you can just search for Kyle Edward Ball, and it'll maybe pop up if if you're so inclined to check his YouTube channel out. Uh, the film is from Canada. Uh, it's technically an English-language film. A budget was uh, $15,000, uh, made about $2 million, uh a quick box office run, uh, distributed by, uh, IFC midnight and Bayview entertainment. So depending on which country I, I assume, uh, and, uh, and then of course it was released on shutter, which is actually owned by IFC midnight, I believe. Cause I think IFC shutter and AMC are all owned by the same company. Uh, and it wouldn't, be surprising Bayview was too. Um, so uh, check it out. If you're interested, you can uh, watch it on shutter. Um, and I'm not sure if it can be VOD anywhere. If you're in a, a country that doesn't have shutter, uh, but you can always check oh, it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so uh, <laughs> with, 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 with all that stated, Eric, why don't you do this out?
1: Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I like that one. Uh, thanks for tuning in to talk about Skin of a Dick. Uh come back next week, we'll have another episode.
2: Stickemer. This is a film that they need to put on those dating websites. Like just <laughs> did you like Skin of a rink? Just so they know whether or not to match people up. Yeah, it's a baseline
1: <laughs> question.